We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks from KCSN, which features three shows each week in Border War, hosted by former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins and Mizzou forward Jarrett Sutton. Ain't no seats with Ryan Reinhardt, Anthony Bax, and Braden Turner, and Booth Review. Covering Jayhawks football with Kent Swanson and weekly special guests. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. Stay up to date on all things KU with KCSN. And now, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks. All right, folks, what's good? Welcome back. Another episode, Ain't No Seats podcast. Before we get going, we got to talk about who we always talk about, Emprise Bank. There's more options to do banking now more than ever. Who you work with is more important than how close they are to your home. Emprise has digital banking that meets you where you are on your phone, on your computer, or even your smartwatch. A trusted partner is at your fingertips. <sighs> all right, boys. It's it's the episode we dread all year. It's the episode we didn't have to do last year. Um, but it's here. We have to do it. <laughs> The Kansas basketball Jayhawks have been eliminated in the second round to Arkansas in just uh, one of those games that it, you 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 replay it in your head and you're like, if this goes differently, if this goes differently, all we had to do was have one of these things go differently and we probably win the game. That's why it's so frustrating. But as I've sat here the last 24 hours and just like gathered my my thoughts and rattled off takes here and there. At the end of the day, the main thing I've come away from is this just ultimately sucks for Jalen. It sucks for Bill. It sucks for McCuller. Especially Jalen and Bill. Like Jalen came back to try and repeat as a national champion. The fact that it doesn't feel like he got a true shot um, really, really sucks. I feel bad for him. I hate that he's going out like this. Um, but at the end of the day, we won a national title last year. You can't get too greedy. But uh, B-Turn, I'll, I'll kind of move it to you. What What's your main takeaway from yesterday? How are you feeling? Have you gotten over it? <laughs> I feel like you sometimes take a little longer to get over these than maybe me and AB, but would love to hear where you're at. Yeah, it's just <clears throat> it's frustrating because going into it, I, I told myself I wouldn't be too upset if they lost in the tournament just because they won it all last year. And then yesterday it just felt like they controlled the whole game, man. Um, and it felt like they could have been up more at halftime. Arkansas played terribly in the first half. Nick Smith got in foul trouble early. Anthony Black kind of got hurt um, at one point. So 
the lottery picks, their lottery picks that we talked about, they combined for four points. They were one for 10 combined from the floor. A guy that we really didn't even talk about when we kind of recapped our region was um, Devo Davis, Devontae Davis. And that's who Bill Self kind of talked about before the game um, when he was talking to Gurley and he kind of raved about him. And I just, I knew, obviously knew of Devo Davis, but it's not a guy we really spent a lot of time on. Um, guy that averaged nine, 10 points a game. He's obviously electric, got to the rim at will, just straight beeline to the rim. Um, so that was frustrating for a while, but they got <clears throat> they got to a point where they were up 12 with 15 minutes left. The defense looked amazing. They were sagging the paint. Arkansas couldn't make a jump shot. So felt really good, felt really confident up 12. I was nervous at half because Dewan went into the locker room um, with the ankle issue. But I was feeling really good with 15 minutes left. And then, yeah, it just felt like Debo Davis really took over. Um, I don't know. It's just shocking that we lost. I think we'll obviously get into some of the scenarios. There's a lot of yeah. questionable things that happened, but the 10 second call was a huge momentum shifter. Um, who knows what happens if you get a shot up there, maybe you go up six or seven, but there's just so many things. And I felt so good with 15 minutes left because they were so good defensively. They were playing so hard. I didn't think Arkansas would have the firepower really to win. I just, it felt like Anthony black and, um nick smith were just checked out like they just they weren't a part of the game so i didn't think arkansas could score enough points i thought we would be elite defensively we kind of were we just didn't get boards at the end so i'm really just shocked that they lost we knew how talented they were but really their talented players didn't do a ton and even ricky council who had a really nice night was five of 18 from the floor so i'm just it's really frustrating that they're not playing next week and we don't get a couple days of excitement to maybe talk ourselves into beating uconn would have been a tough matchup but we would have gotten there at some point um yeah i can just vision vision us in the group text somehow talking ourselves wednesday night into ku somehow competing with uconn but it's just it's frustrating not going to the second weekend after a game they should have won like it's different a, the USC year where you just get smoked and you're like, okay, yeah, they killed us. Yeah. Credit to them, but we were the better team. Um, they made plays down the stretch, got offensive boards, and they lost. Yeah, AB, um, I, uh, I kind of feel like I got over this game pretty quickly. Obviously, it stings. It hurt. It hurt really bad immediately. You hate it for Jalen. You hate it for norm and we'll get into the norm situation um but to me a little bit as i was thinking last night in a way it it felt like the the pain of this season started sunday night on selection sunday like i almost felt like i was in a mood that i'm in after an ncaa tournament loss after selection sunday because of just how absurd the run was gonna have to be how absurd the run was going to have to be without a healthy Bill Self. I think we all knew. I mean, we were hopeful, but you don't just have a heart scare and immediately start, you know, working that intense of a job. So I don't know where are you at. You're you're usually fairly level headed when it comes to a loss like this. And do you agree with me that like almost how poorly the committee just screwed us last week that uh we kind of had set ourselves up for disappointment. And to me, I think that's almost helped lessen, lessen the pain. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I don't know. I honestly, I was doing fine until you guys popped up on my computer screen. And then I was like, what the hell are we going to talk about for the next six months, boys? <clears throat> but I don't know. I wasn't like 
normally after a tournament loss or like a Chiefs playoff loss or something, I'm like genuinely upset and it like affects my like the next week pretty much. This one I wasn't yeah. sad or anything because I, I and I said it last episode, I didn't really picture this team winning a championship. And with the bracket as hard as it was, obviously we got pissed on Sunday. So it was more like like annoyed, like they had no business losing that game and it still happened. And then now yeah. we just have the what if. I mean, we've been talking for 10 years now about, well, if Joel Embiid was healthy, what does that change? Does that team go on a run? We're going to have the same little hypothetical 10 years from now. If Bill Self doesn't have the heart scare a week ago, is this team still playing? Is this team going to the second weekend? And who knows what happens from there? So that that's yeah. what drives me crazy. But it's not like a disappointment in terms of we didn't win another championship. We didn't go to a national, like go to a final four. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a great way to sum it up. Like I'm not sitting here being like, damn, this team, if they just find a way to close that final minute out, we're winning a natty like we were in Oregon, like after the Oregon game and after the VCU game, you're sitting there like if you just in Michigan, if you find a way to win those games, you feel great about that team potentially winning a title. The reward for winning that game yesterday was going in and playing a UConn team who looked fantastic today, a UConn team that we've been worried about all year. We've said all year we don't want to see UConn in the tournament. They're not a good matchup. Uh, and they seem to be playing at their highest level at the right time. So it definitely is a different feeling for me. I've also said all year, and B-Turn, you kind of mentioned, it's a honeymoon season. I'm still riding high from the tournament. It. I remember after the Michigan State loss in 2009, which was very similar. We, we lost that game, and we should have won it. Like, we just melted down late in that game, and we melted down late in this game. And that was the most frustrating part for me about this is all year my fear with this team was we saw part of it right we saw the lack of bench we saw the lack of depth at the center position we knew foul trouble would be a big issue for this team but the thing that I always thought would really kill this team was letting a team get up big on you and not having the Allen Fieldhouse crowd behind you to help will you back and I thought that was going to be the thing that just ruined this and we did the opposite we got out to the big lead I mean, we simple. I don't think we'd lost a game all year where we had a lead at half. I nope. believe I heard that stat. So, like, it just – we came out with the energy we wanted to come out. We played exactly how we wanted to play for, for 30 minutes of that game, 25 minutes of that game, and to just have the roles swap where we're the team not executing late, that was the part that was just brutal and the part that I'll remember. Um, but, yeah, it sucks. Frustrating game. Uh, I don't know. B-Turn, do you have more thoughts on the game? I kind of want to talk a little bit about the Norm situation. We got to talk about it. We definitely do because it is an interesting storyline. It is an interesting uh, part of the equation here. But what else do you have in the game before, or do you? Or I just want to throw out some questions about Norm for you guys. Yeah, I just I, I just want to see what <clears> – <throat> I guess how what our reaction would be if KU didn't win at all um, mm -hmm. last year. I mean, just think of think of 2017, think of 2018 or yeah, 16 and 17, where it hadn't been crazy long since we won an Addy, but it'd been a little bit and everyone was itching for Bill Self to get a second. And I just I feel like we kind of got to that point with this team. Like we we for some reason, we didn't think they were a national title contender. And yeah, there's better teams, but I feel like college basketball was wide open. Still is. We've seen some crazy stuff this weekend. Princeton's going to the Sweet 16. Fairleigh Dickinson just had a chance to get to the Sweet 16, which is crazy. So 
like even a UConn next week. Yeah, it's a terrible matchup. Sonogo's a monster, but what if UConn just plays like absolute shit? Like the NCAA yeah. tournament's crazy. You could have one bad night. So I don't. I feel like maybe we got to that point with with this team where we think they couldn't win it all just because we won it last year. We know it's tough to repeat, and we've seen more firepower from a KU team. Twenty seventeen, Frank Devonte, Josh. This year they had obviously one of the best players in the country but outside of him. Grady was good, but. So, yeah, we weren't as talented from a scoring standpoint, but I still feel like this team just was super tough and they played so hard. And I really, truly think they did that yesterday too. Like Kevin McCuller flying all over the place. That block shot he had late in the game. Dewan obviously plays hard. I thought Grady was crashing the glass. And they, the way the staff talks about Jalen too, just how he's the ultimate winner. Um, so I think this t- team was super tough and they could hang with almost anyone. So it's it's still frustrating to not make the second weekend only because I feel like they were the better team yesterday. I wouldn't say yeah. by far, but they – I mean, I think you guys agree they were definitely the better team. For sure. And, I mean, Arkansas – we were the better team, but Arkansas just made the plays late. They got the loose balls. They, they got the offensive rebounds. They made the free throws. Like, that is something that – that's what eats at me the most is that we are the team that does that. We're the team that gets the loose balls. We're the team that comes up with the timely rebound. We get the timely stops, and instead it was them, and that sucks. And I freaking hate Eric Musselman. Taking off his shirt was oh my right. god! It's the corniest move of all time after a second-round win, but whatever. Uh, it we sucks. were due for one of those, right, though? Like, yeah. I, I yeah, think we, I said we, we've a, a few said weeks that. ago, like a month ago, like we haven't lost a tournament game that we feel like we should have won since Michigan, Stanford maybe. Yeah. Like and, that's ten years and, ago, and that Stanford game was really like we clawed back. Like I we guess had Villanova to maybe, but like the first yeah Villanova. sixteen yeah sixteen was just a hurt. battle, ugly battle. But like yeah. we got blown out by USC, you get blown out by Auburn, you get blown out by Nova in the Final Four, you kind of get blown out by Oregon. I mean that game got to what like a four six point game late, but it was never really yeah. close. Um, um, but this one we were just due for like a heartbreaker game. You feel like you should have won. And yeah, and yeah, back to Musselman. Um, not even just because it's against us. If any coach in the country does that, we're cracking jokes and making fun of them. Like it's the dorkiest <laughs> thing ever. If a player does it, absolutely go for it. Second, even though it's a second round win, just to get to the Sweet 16 second weekend. And I get Musselman in the moment with the fans right in front of him. Maybe someone yelled for him to do that. They wanted to see his tits or something. Um, but for him to take his shirt off after a for at all, even if they won at all, like that's just wild <laughs> to me. Even getting on the even on getting on the table is wild to me. But taking his shirt off and swinging it, I was obviously triggered. But any coach in the country does that. I feel like people are getting their jokes off. Arkansas fans, I'm sure they enjoy it. But pretty. And pretty let's be honest, move. I. I Bill Self would never do it, but if Bill Self did it, if Bill Self did it, we'd probably be all about it. Like I'd be playing the Petey Pablo song, like we would be going nuts for Bill waving his shirt around his head. Norm doing it would have been electric too, but it's just something about I don't know the muscle. And there's been stuff, yeah. There's been stuff with Muscleman lately, kind of hitting the guy's phone out of his hand. He's kind of always just been a whiner and kind of been a, a, I don't know. Did you just drop a Petey Pablo reference on the podcast? I did. Wave around your Hell head yeah. like a helicopter. What's that song? Is that song called North Carolina? Is that right? Do you remember that song? Absolute no. banger. I don't you think I've don't ever heard remember the Petey Pablo song where he talks about waving a 
shirt around his head like a helicopter. No, I mean, I know who Petey Pablo is, but it's like Midnight Club 3 dub edition type shit. The reference definitely like didn't, um, it didn't hit right when you said it. I, Will I just we get along kicked with off it. YouTube if I play a portion of a song? Chime in in the chat, Jordan. I, I, nope. I hope YouTube I, is not looking at our podcast to check for like <laughs> trademarks. Petey Pablo, North Carolina. You don't know this song? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta find the part. We're spending way too much time on it, but. You don't know this song? I I yes. don't. George's got the lyrics in the in the chat. Petey Pablo, take your shirt off, wave your head, wave wave around your head like a helicopter. I ain't put enough weed in the blunt. All you do is smoke tobacco. Oh well, no, that's a two chains lyric. So that's, that's a different one. It's a recent. That's, yeah. So that's two like chains quoting yeah. Petey Pablo from back no in the problem. day. So sorry you guys aren't cultured and didn't what grow did up on just, Petey Pablo like what, me. What just happened? Is that it's a Pika I mean, thing or something? I, it's a banger. I'll tell you that. If you don't, well, I'm not to denying that. I, I just, I didn't expect Petey Pablo's like twelfth most popular song to come out onto the pod tonight. <laughs> well, it was a big reference because Muscleman <laughs> yeah. was waving his shirt around his head like a helicopter. But uh, <laughs> either way, this is a good time for a break. Um, <laughs> let's come back. I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about Norm and him stepping in for Bill, and let's do it. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. We're back. Um, All right. So, obviously, big storyline that came out of that game was we knew it would, right? Norm Roberts was in an extremely tough spot. He didn't sign up for it. He didn't ask for it. But at the end of the day, Norm Roberts knew with our fan base and who we are. And, and I mean, he gets paid well. He He's the guy that had to step up. And so, obviously, when a, that close of a game with that many big decisions by a coach comes up, 
and it goes the other way. There are going to be questions. There are going to be finger pointing, people blaming. I felt bad for Norm. I thought that yeah. was a just a tough game to coach. You have KJ picking up his fourth foul early. You have Uday picking up four fouls on which none of them were needed. It's just oh, classic freshman geez. mistakes of just like sit still for a screen. And what was his other foul was just completely pointless. Well, I can't even remember what it was, but it was just like away from the ball pointless i don't even know but so norm was in a tough spot because now he's sitting there kj on the bench as arkansas makes a comeback he's got to sit there and think do i put him in if kj comes in and fouls with 10 minutes left in the game we're all mad at norm right everyone's saying he brought kj back too early instead it went the other way where he waited a little longer with kj and kj didn't foul out so now it's easy to say oh we should have gone to kj earlier um and then the other thing didn't feel like Norm. I didn't love the quick two late in the game. AB, I think you agree with me on that. It's he made a comment on that though. What he did he say about that? He said he gave Jalen the option to g- go get a quick two or take the three. And the crazy thing about that is, if you go back, I'm, I'll never watch that game again. Um, but if you go back, Jalen had a wide open look from the top of the key. Like if he just dribbled, pulled back, he would have had a great look. Like there wasn't yeah. really anyone that close. And that's the thing. That's kind of where I've been at since it happened. Like I kind of would have got going for two if it was right away, like with 15 seconds, but you stall Mm -hmm. and wait and then go, and then you're screwed because I knew right away they're screwed because if, um, if Arkansas makes both free throws, they're fouling. Um, and even if they made one, I guess you would have had a chance, but I, yeah, with Norm, it is tough. I think you guys will agree. Obviously he was put in a tough spot. He never should have been in that spot. I thought he was kind of, uh, just using his timeouts in Kansas City wasn't great yesterday. I don't. It's tough too because they were up twelve. They controlled the game so, and they never should have lost. But yeah, the late situation with Jalen—you got to shoot a three when time's dwindling down there. Even if it's him or Kevin, Kevin hit some hit a big three late. Um, but yeah, it's frustrating. Just the, and there's there's obviously rival fan bases talking about how KU's making excuses without bill. I know Ryan, you tweeted about it before the game. Um, and yeah. some K state fans were saying stuff. It's the best coach in college basketball, dude. It turns out having your elite coach is important. Like what are we talking in about? March in a that- single <laughs> elimination format, a guy that just won the national title and won the best league outright, best league a in the country that, outright. And it's not even that it's, it's a guy that is, known for being the best in the business at drawing up a play when you need one being the best in the business at in-game adjustments like it's not like he's this elite recruiter that gets a ton of recruits in and the guys just go out and play bill self that his best in the middle of a basketball game so for someone to think that bill self doesn't change that performance drastically it's like i was i i can't remember who pointed this out i think jesse newell pointed it out like Musselman found a weakness of which where if we just switched KJ onto council at the top of the key, it, or I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was switching. No. Yeah. It was switching on a KJ. It, it was a mismatch that they were taking advantage of. They continuously had it working. It also affected our rebounding ability because now McCullers down there with a much bigger guy battling it out for a rebound. Cause he switches to KJ's guy. It's like Musselman was the guy making those adjustments and we weren't. We were just – I didn't feel like we made a ton of adjustments. But Did you did you see Jim Rome's tweet after the game? 
no, I, I've never I don't care once read Jim a Jim Rome tweet. <laughs> Eric Musselman is the best in the business. No one's even close. That was his takeaway oh. from Arkansas beating Norm Roberts. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I'll say it right now, and I don't care what anyone says. They, and it's easy to say this, but they 100% win that game with Bill. Bill would have made a crazy adjustment, obviously, on Devo Davis. There's no way he would have got to the lane at will like that. He would have made it tough on him. He would have burned timeouts. Another thing with Bill, he gets – We've I've always said this because his former players will say this. He, he gets his guys to do certain things. He gets them motivated. You think them listening to Norm Roberts with his doc, doc Rivers voice compared to Bill Self, cussing him out, Whoa. getting – up wouldn't make I, it yeah i think norm's just a nicer guy like and i don't know we're over analyzing it yeah but like bill self would have challenged you personally if debo davis was tearing you up like that like that that had to drive him nuts for debo davis just go out and get buckets at will he was nine um, for 15 and he only made one or two three they only made three threes total he was just getting um, the paint like and i don't even i don't even who was guarding him i really don't know i don't know I, but Another another thing I forget who tweeted it, but Bill Self that's four to six to eight points um, drawing plays up in timeouts, out of timeouts. Yeah. So late game yeah. situation, maybe I, we actually kind of sucked late game situations this year when it was crunch time. But late there with Jalen, I mean, maybe he draws something up. We get a nice look. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Bill, there's no one close to him at drawing up plays coming out of timeouts. Like it's sometimes it's like a guaranteed bucket. Um, but AB, yeah. AB, what did you think about the quick two? Because I think you said something in our group text about like that create that makes it so it has it, to go perfect. Yeah, everything has to yeah. go perfect. You're either bet, you're betting on a missed free throw, or you're betting on Eric Musselman not knowing what the hell he's doing. Like that's yeah. If you're gonna take yeah. what was there 17 or 18 seconds left when we had the ball out of bounds, you can't take yeah. 10 yeah. seconds there. You just can't. Like Braden said it. Once that happened, you just knew there was no way that we were getting up another three-point shot the rest of the game. So, yeah. like, you're probably going to be down three again. It, it was very frustrating, but it kind of surprised me. I didn't know Norm commented on it, that he just outed it. And I'm said pretty Jaylen sure someone the tweeted that. I just, okay, but that and, just feels and, weird for a coach to say, oh, yeah, we gave the player the – it kind of feels like deflecting blame a little bit. Like, well, well and maybe and I'm and taking that the wrong spot of, like, if you're going to say, yeah, him let... about the situation, like if they told, they probably asked him if they told Jalen to go get a two and they, he's probably just said he left all options on the table, I guess. But, but to me, you got to say, Hey, Jalen, if you're going to get a two, it's got to be done Wait, within no. four or five seconds. Like yeah. it, it, if, if you see the clocks at 12, you got to hoist the three, like you can't. So that's what sucks is I feel like maybe in the huddle, maybe they weren't clear with him because Jalen's been here for a while. He's a senior. If you tell him you got to go get a quick two or settle for three, he's going to do that. Like if he's going to be dribbling around for a little bit, he's going to pay attention and probably pull up for three with a chance to tie it. And then KU's got a chance for an offensive board there. It's so frustrating because you knew once you knew once he went for the two, KU was in trouble. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, I I had talked myself into like an and one at the mountain time they'd been calling fouls. I was like, if you can get something quick, this these refs will call it. If you can find a way to get a call and make a layup, like an and one is on the table. But just took so long, and you knew the second Jalen went in for a drive there, like I immediately knew that game was felt very over because Unless we've we... seen it. If you handle it right, you get a steal, but we're not like the best pressure team. We don't press, right? We don't create 
steals. But even then, like eight seconds left, are you really going to get a steal and then a bucket? Like, yeah, it it's just yeah, and I get it. It's hard. Like I'm sure Norm didn't intend on that play taking ten seconds, but it did look like a play that took quite a bit of action. Like it. I mean, it, that's the thing too. Regardless, there. I don't know if AB just said this, but ten seconds left. You, you go for two, like they're gonna foul no matter what. So you gotta you yeah. gotta put up a three with ten, because you go get a two. There's eight seconds left. However many, even twelve seconds left, you go down. Arkansas makes both. No matter what, if they make both, you're fouling. Yeah. Even if there's because you say twelve seconds, you foul. You get it, dribble down seven, eight seconds. You got to foul, unless probably your Bill Self because he doesn't want to foul. But um, I like. I don't know. Be, with 12 seconds left, you put up a three. That's why I feel like you shoot a three there. Because what if you get an offensive board, kick it back out? Offensive board, kick it back out. I don't. And maybe someone makes one, but you just gotta go. Unless you're going with, unless maybe you draw something up, get a backdoor cut, um, or draw something up where you set a screen, get a guy around the rim, and get a layup with like two, three seconds into the play where there's like 14 seconds left, and you do it. But I think you gotta get up a three there. Um, but that, yeah. but you brought up the refs too. Um, and I kind of wanted to bring that up with the last minute and how you talked about Jalen, maybe getting the and one. I can't, I kind of had that thought process too. Cause so the scenario 55 seconds left, it's tied. Kev kind of got bullied on a layup um, on our offensive rebound where they missed, which was against a huge dude because yeah. that was now his man because of the switch on the council. Like, so, it's so yeah, it was, that was tough for Kevin, but they get the rebound Um go up, take the lead, and then we come down and Jalen comes off a screen and they call a foul on Arkansas. I don't know what you guys thought. It's kind of one of those moments where you're a fan. You're like, okay, we'll take it. But I thought it was a terrible call on Arkansas. I don't think Jalen even really got touched. But he um, he gets fouled, ties it. They come down. And uh, Ricky Council makes the first one, misses the second, and gets, the, gets his own offensive rebound. I think Which, that's a play like- that – no one's really like no one's talking about it at all. I think they're talking about um, Jalen going for the two um, and things like that. But KU gets that offensive rebound. They're down one with 25 seconds left. You come down, get a shot, whatever you do, you miss, you foul again. You're down two or three. Like that was such a big offensive board because he gets it, goes back up, gets fouled. If KU gets the rebound down one, come get a shot up. Like I just said. You got a it, chance it to does. keep extending the game. Like, that's so annoying that Ricky Council got his own rebound. It does suck because, like, if we get that rebound and, like, at first I was really frustrated with Joe, but I think Walsh just made a really good play. He just poked his hand in there and deflected it right as Joe went to grab it. And I don't know. Maybe I I didn't feel Joe went at it that softly, but it – it, it sucks because if you're down one and you have the ball, I feel really good about us getting to the line. Like that's what that game had become was get the ball to Jalen and he's going to go get fouled. That's how I envision. I envisioned us coming down, running a play, Jalen getting fouled, him hitting two free throws. And then it comes down to Arkansas and who knows, we probably foul them again and then they get free throws. But yeah, it, it, the storyline immediately felt like it was on norm, but at the end of the day, when you sit back and you think about the final five minutes of that game, McCuller misses a front end of the one-on-one. Jalen Wilson misses the front end. So uh, you can look at that as four. five-second violation, which I don't know if that was final five minutes, but that was final ten minutes. And then just a freaking ten-second violation. <laughs> ten years apart from Elijah Johnson walking the ball up the court in a game that was over. 
And Beecher and I got re-triggered about this today after reading your tweet. It was a 10-second violation. We were up four. We were up four in that game. If you go down and score there. Get a shot I, up. I, How much it, time is left? I believe I, I – from my memory, it was like right around five minutes. I'm pretty positive. I could be wrong. But I'm pretty I positive was it was like 61, 51. 61, 57. And I looked at the play-by <laughs> – what? I'm just well, like you said, around five minutes, and Ryan like leans back, all serious. I was thinking sometime around like four minutes, <laughs> fifty-one seconds. That's what my well, brain. I looked at the play-by-play, play and I, I I specifically remember us being up four in the moment. Yeah, I'm pretty I knew sure. That. But I looked, and it said Kansas turnover. So, and I, I'm pretty sure that was the 10-second call. And it's so frustrating because like it's a 10-second call that shouldn't even matter, you know. And I don't know if that sounds stupid, but it's a 10-second call where you're not even getting pressed or anything. Yeah. You're just walking the ball up. So it's like – It was 4.59. Damn it. I was so close. It was 4.59. And I think I think I told you guys this about a lot. And Dewan's was actually pretty close. But I, talked, I was talking to Joe Dooley during a KU football game, the TCU game, and he was like – he said, had some choice words about it, but he said Elijah's call was pretty much bullshit. Basically that it wasn't a 10-second call. And so, yeah, it brought me back to that and that blown lead. And that team obviously had a bunch of seniors off a team that played in the title game with Macklemore. Brought me back to that. Dewan's was really close. I think it was. And I think they just got going a little too late before he got the ball. And then he started walking it up. And it's just so annoying because just think if we have that possession. Like, even if you – I mean – You yeah. run 10, 15 seconds off. You t- so many things could have happened. You take a three. Just, you get the offensive listen board. To this, listen to this breakdown. Devonte Davis miss two point jump shot. So KJ had just got an and one. So we have momentum. It's sixty one fifty seven. Davis, who hadn't missed all half, comes down misses. Grady Dick gets a rebound. That right there, you get their best player that's been hot misses a layup, misses a shot. Your big man that's been in foul trouble just got an and one. We had the crowd. The momentum have shifted. We get a ten second violation. They immediately come down score. And by 419, the game is tied because Dewan then comes down, puts up an awful layup attempt. They get a rebound. Davis <laughs> comes down, scores. So in a span of 40 seconds, we go from up four with the ball to tied because we can't trot. We just got to trot across the line. We don't even have to sprint. We just got to lightly jog. And that sucks. And I also – we haven't even talked about – maybe we can get to that after a, a break here, but – Dewan's ankle just brutal like that that absolutely sucked that that happened because he was not the same guy at all um so let's take a quick break and we can either finish some more on on the rest of the talk but we'll, we'll be back in a second you are listening to casey sports network your home for the best coverage on your favorite local teams whether you're a chiefs royals sporting kc casey current k-state ku or mizzou fan We've got you covered. Find KCSN on your favorite podcast platform. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Adidas. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. I guess what else do you have on me? I, I don't think we should move on completely, but in AB, I'd love to hear more thoughts. That if you have any on just execution, norm, meltdown, I don't know. Like, what to you was the difference i i think when i think back on it it will be the it will be the execution of the players not norm you you miss free throws yep. you get a 10 second violation you get a five second violation you miss rebounds like those are big plays no i agree with you you pretty much just took the words out of my mouth so i'm gonna steer a little bit of a different direction i'm sorry to both you boys that i wasn't taking arkansas serious one bit you guys tried to tell me all of the, all week long for weeks at this point that Arkansas was this team. And I just kept saying, because all we say all year with these teams, like at some point you got to prove that you're good. This team's yeah. record was not good. So I just went into the game with this and was like fighting back every time you guys said you were nervous. I'm sorry. I had a tweet drafted up to say, like, I told you this Arkansas, Arkansas team was dog shit you when we're at 12 right. with 15 minutes left. I almost tweeted it. Um, I'm not convinced they aren't dog shit. So I, just, I yeah, it's it's just yeah, I don't know. So I, I don't match up. I'm getting frustrated talking about it more and more, to be honest with you. But that's just what this episode's supposed to be. So I'm here for it. So obviously we beat Howard round one. Um, and if what if we would have done a preview of the first round? Um, and we get on here. We knew we were playing Arkansas. Talk about Arkansas. And what if I get on here and tell you two top ten picks? Two lottery picks are going to combine one for 10, four points. Nick Smith, who even Bill said before the game, probably a top five pick. Nick Smith had zero points. He didn't score a single point. How much does Kansas win this game by? I would have said 20. And it looked like it was going to get there for a second. I know Ricky Council was their leading scorer this year. Um, Devo Davis is obviously talented. But if you tell me those two are going to combine for four points, I say – I just. Double digits, no question, and it was trending that way for a second. It really was. They just I didn't mean, the play. Game, they didn't the play good. Half, Ricky Council was five was, for five for eighteen. Ricky Council, he had twenty one. All points. we had to do was come out and play exactly how we did that first half. Like we came out with energy. Dewan was the best player on the floor. He was just dealing, but the second half, like you, that's what scared me about that team was. Those like those rebounds where those dudes just went up and got the ball because they were bigger and more athletic than us. Like that's where at a certain point coaching goes out the window. Arkansas doesn't have the most skilled basketball players, but they got a lot of athletic dudes. And that was the problem for us against Texas. That was a problem for us against Tennessee. Arkansas was scary, but like you said, B turn, it wasn't like we got an A plus performance from Arkansas. Now, Debo Davis scoring a thousand points in the second half and missing two shots is frustrating. But again, I don't know if Dewan's healthy. Does that happen? Like, do you stick like is Dewan without a rolled ankle stopping Devo Davis? I don't know. I, that, I that think a lot changes stuff. like the injury and then foul trouble too. Cause that, yeah. and maybe they ran, they ran a zone for like one or two possessions at the end of the half. 
and I kind of wish that we would have seen that more in the second half because they weren't going to mm-hmm. shoot us out of that game. Like they would have shot no. themselves out of the game. Um, but I don't know again because McCullough is in foul trouble. Dewan was hurt. Can you really have those two guys? Normally, a it triangle and two with those two would be like fucking awesome. But if you know they're not moving around like normal, it can't be as aggressive as normal. Um, yeah. That would be the one thing I would have appreciated some more zone. But and again, they they honestly it's not normal either. They honestly came out of the locker room pretty solidly. I mean, they were up eight at half. Felt like it should have been more, but they. I remember point where they got it to 12 i think arkansas called a timeout or his immediate timeout and our guys came back to the bench the crowd was all hype our guys were lively and then yeah it kind of god we i mean devo davis just deserves a ton of credit because he really was so good i mean outside of him really what would you rate arkansas's perform i guess even with him i mean ricky council like i said they and we saw it everyone said all year arkansas couldn't shoot they couldn't make a damn thing jordan walsh somehow made a three but their performance i mean I don't even think that's they played. Kinda, a, I don't think they played a B game. That's what kind of sucks. I think Jordan Walsh made that three, and we maybe left the zone after that point. Like I don't. I think he made the three out of a zone, and I don't know if we returned to it after. And but it's like I process a, over results, there, right? Like, yeah, they're gonna yeah. they're 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 D one college basketball athlete. Yeah, they're gonna <laughs> make a shot every once in a while, but like going into the game, if you would have told me Walsh is gonna shoot a twenty nine footer. He's probably a little open, but you're probably going to be okay with him taking that shot eight times if it comes to it. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm really getting triggered. I was over this loss until we started talking, and now I'm just very upset. I just think the zone takes out the whole mismatch with Council getting switched on to KJ and and McCuller now having to battle it out with Mitchell or whatever the heck his name was, big dude that got the big offensive rebound. I don't know. It's Like I said, it's easy to go back and say all this because here's the thing. If, if Joe Yesvu gets that rebound and Jalen Wilson comes down and scores and we win that game, Norm Roberts is an absolute legend for life. We love Norm yeah. Roberts forever. Bill Self probably comes back next week. Who knows? I don't know. But it seemed to be trending that way. Uh, Norm Roberts is a legend, and that's what sucks, and that's what sucks about college basketball, this NCAA tournament, one little thing affects how you're remembered forever and you know we've laid out there were multiple things but it one point was the difference in that game and if norm finds a way for us to win that game or one bounce goes the other way norm roberts is a legend so that's like my main takeaway i know people were like actually and obviously i pointed out things i disagreed that norm did but Nobody feels worse I'm about this than Norm. Hold it like, over him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Come if on. you're truly mad at Norm Roberts, who stepped in and did a hell of a job, let us to, I mean, we went to the Big 12 championship, handled Howard, handled foul, like, the foul trouble was tough. Howard. <laughs> Howard, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> it sounds crazy, but Purdue just got their doors blown off by. Yeah. And I think it's a mix of, fans. it's a huge mix of Devo Davis. It's a huge mix of us not making plays, not executing. And speaking of one point difference, free throws. Yeah. 18 for 25, 18 from 18 for 25 from the line, which doesn't sound bad. One of them was an unintentional make. Um, yep. Jalen's that like, banked in. I, I missed two for It's like low key, low key triggered me. I was so mad he didn't miss it. Like I just wanted to see God. what and happened. Jaylen, I was like mad. Jalen was pretty clutch too from the line all year. Um, pretty good percentage. Kevin too. And, for those two, I mean, they'll obviously think about those free throws. 
Um, but yeah, Jalen missing the front end and Kevin, it's just so frustrating because it's pretty much, you miss out on two extra free throws, obviously. I mean, it's basically four misses and you lose by one, dude. And, and I think didn't Dewan miss a front end earlier in the game or something. And McCuller missed one of two late in the game too. Just yeah, we, we weren't making free throws. We just. Dewan got fouled late up one and he made one of two. KJ yeah. actually made his free throws, which yeah was obviously KJ's a stud. Huge, but and man. so so I don't know. They're at the end of the day, after I took time uh about calm down fouls? about it, I I'm I got over it pretty quick. It sucked. Now. It sucked to have us go out that way because like I said, we hang our hat on being the team that just makes the plays late in the game. We outcoach you, we outplay you. That's why we win. That's why this team won the Big 12. And for us to not do that against freaking Eric Musselman and just a bunch of athletes that, I don't know. Like, it sucked. It absolutely sucked. But I'm over it. We so, But here's the thing. Here's the toughest part about a loss like what we had last night is I don't know what the future holds. Like, that is now the big storyline here is obviously, and I don't really want to get into self's health or anything like that. It's not even that. I don't know what the future holds for this roster. There is a ton of potential change to come. I think potential change needs to happen because I don't think how much money do you have on whatever game you're watching right now? Dude, Isaiah Wong is just putting on a show for Miami. I mean, this is 27. We could be worse. We could be Indiana basketball fans. Cause I, I kind of just – I wanted to talk about just, I guess, getting older. Um, that's kind of sounds – that sounds depressing. But Therapy? getting – Jesus. You guys are like, hey, hey, Jordan, you, can you play you guys, Landslide by Dixie Chicks? I like that one more. You guys are – you guys are my therapist. But getting older and just appreciating the tournament and understanding how hard it is to win and appreciating these tournament wins. Because last night I'm sitting there and I'm – Right, we talked today, but I'm talking to um, some of my friends, and we're just talking about how we didn't think this team could truly win at all. But I'm sitting there thinking, like, making the second weekend, I feel like we've we've kind of been spoiled with that, and we kind of don't appreciate it enough. Like you're dwindling, yeah. you're dwindling the field from 64 to 16. Well, so like AB, I think or... making the making the second weekend is a nice accomplishment, and I feel like it's a game we should have won. Um, and I think it would have been obviously awesome to make the second weekend coming off a national title without your coach. I think we could have talked ourselves back into it, especially if, yeah. if Bill would have been back. Um, yeah. I just, cause I think UConn's guards can be a little sketchy, but I think making the second weekend is a pretty solid accomplishment. And like, just think about mid majors, how pumped they are to make a sweet 16. So I don't know. I, I just obviously I'm not like um, it's not end of the world. Sorry, I keep talking, but it's not end of the world. But I it's just frustrating because we should have won. Um, and I, I just I feel bad for Kevin and Jay Will. So I just remember AB last year in the final four. All we talked about was, God, can you imagine if we beat Villanova and we get to sit back and relax and watch Duke Carolina? And we were like, that'll be an all-time feeling. To know you're in the Monday night, to sit back, watch Duke Carolina duke it out, watch Coach K hopefully go out in pure shame. And it all came true. And it still was probably like a top 30 feeling moment of my – like that night was just so fun. We got to sit back, watch Coach K's last ever game, 
it was amazing. And that's the best part about making a second weekend B turn. Kind of like to say, like we underrate that a little bit, but imagine how much fun it would be to sit earlier today, watch K state, Kentucky, knowing it we're in the, the second weekend. Like it's not even about winning a national title. It's just about getting to have fun and enjoy. Yeah. Getting to have fun and enjoy this tournament. Like this tournament is the best thing in the world. And to be out of it, it just changes. I gambled less on the games. I watched less games today. It's it's significantly less fun to be out. So yeah, I just I think I f- first started realizing that like in I hate bringing this up, but 2010 against you and I, just the tournament. You're just like dead watching it the rest of the time. Obviously, you want to see who maybe some under or some higher seated or lower seated, I'm not sure, make a run and see who wins it all, make the final four and stuff like that. But it changes everything. And Gonzaga's actually down five at half, but I think Vegas would have been pretty damn exciting and fun if it was Arkansas will have a nice crowd, but KU, UConn, Gonzaga, UCLA. So, and then, yeah, you talk, I wanted, I wanted to talk about the draw earlier too. When you brought that up, I guess the entire top of our, region with um arkansas and yukon kind of played out exactly how we thought it would and it's just frustrating like we knew we'd get arkansas we knew it was a tough matchup yukon would have been i mean if we're talking about yukon tonight i would have been very negative probably i didn't think we would have had a shot but man was i getting frustrated just thinking about how god i hate to be a whiner but houston did not deserve the midwest well, oh, yeah. I mean, credit so to them. Annoyed. Last night was like just thinking who we played: Tennessee, Kentucky, Duke, Indiana, the best league in the country, most quad one wins ever. And I know we should have won. We can't make excuses for losing in the second round, and we choked. Um, but we, God, it's, a, it's kind of frustrating to me. Yeah. Um, do we want to spend any time on next year's roster? Is that like a later episode type deal? I mean, I we, there's we too many save. question marks. We got to yeah. save something to talk about over the next few months because because I yeah I just have no idea. You could tell me Joe, Bobby, MJ, Rice, Clements. You tell me they all transfer. I won't be shocked. You could tell me three of the four are back. I wouldn't be. I don't know. But so I don't want to spend much time on that. I think that does serve for a pretty good episode here over the next week or two because it's big off season. A lot has to be done. Because at the end of the day, we're still Kansas. We want to win a national title next year. We'll still have DeWan Harris back. I want to take advantage of every year we have DeWan Harris. Um, so I don't know. AB, do you have any more thoughts? Me and B-Turn kind of just talk all over the place. Do you have any more thoughts on this season, this team, the future, anything you want to get out? March no, Madness. I, it, it has it, – we're going to pull this a year from now, but I'm going to call my shot and say KU loses in the Sweet 16 in Dallas next year. I don't know to who. I don't know who's me playing. But I was thinking we haven't lost – we haven't lost in the second weekend since 2017. Isn't that crazy to think about? We don't lose. Uh, well, we do lose Elite Eights, but like Sweet Six, we don't lose Sweet 16 games. That's okay. <laughs> haven't lost we'll one of those since, since Michigan. Braden's loving that. But no, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, is that not weird? Like, for us, our last five or six NCAA tournaments, it's been go to a Final Four, win a championship, or lose in the first weekend of the tournament. Like, we're not in the middle at all. We're either loving the whole thing and watching every single game because we're in it until the last weekend, or we're out of it before Sunday of the fucking first weekend. And all we were all excited going into Thursday. I know we were all juiced and we got excited for the tournament. And then you snap your fingers, and 48 hours later, it's over. And yep. it just, it's the first know. weekend loss is brutal. It sucks because we, like you said, we either lose in the second round or we make a run. Um, 
but it that goes to Bill Self. Like he doesn't lose Sweet Sixteen games. If he does, it's because it's of a Dallas. massive, massive collapse. And uh, that's what happened in Michigan. That's what happened in Michigan State. So uh, we will not lose in Dallas in the Sweet Sixteen. I will, um, I will challenge well, do you. Guys, do you guys want the one seed in Dallas or the two seed in Detroit? We can get this season started <laughs> off quick. You know what I do want to say? It is annoying that they can't. We've been in one seed. 10 out of the last 19 years. The Kansas Ryan, City don't come say here this. Three times, and we've only been a one seed once in Kansas City. Disgusting. That's sickening. Think we of got all the Elite Eight games year. Duke freaking played in their backyard. Think about all that. It's just uh, we, we haven't taken advantage when we needed to. This year we got screwed. So the teams we've had, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, I no, hear you fine. I, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to hear what you just said, though. Isn't that frustrating? <laughs> 10-1 seeds, 19 years. The regional's been in Kansas City three times. We've only been in it one time. Disgusting. I I wanted to – I guess you asked AB to touch on the roster. I kind of just wanted to say, obviously feel sad for all the guys. Obviously, I'm sure they're down, but especially Kevin um, and Jalen. I just – uh, Kevin was obviously at Tech, wanted to go somewhere, win a national title, and he – he, I know you guys will agree. He really proved that every single night. Like he played his ass off yesterday was a prime example. I thought he was amazing. Hit big shots was all over the place. Jalen, the staff talked about has talked about him at links about how competitive he is and wants to win more than anyone they've seen. He's going to be in the rafters forever. National champion, big 12 player of the year. First team, all American should have been unanimous. Um, but I just, yeah, I feel bad for those two just because they just super competitive and they played hard every night, like Jalen on the glass and stuff. But I didn't know um, if you guys wanted to talk about our head coach. Yeah, I, I just, the head coach, not really. I just, I don't know. I think at this point it's all speculation. I don't, I don't think he's going to like retire tomorrow, but I certainly think he's, I think know, it's a discussion. The, the thought is in his brain a lot sooner than I think it was. And it should be because he's done. He doesn't need to prove anything else to anybody else. Nope. And it's, it's something I don't want to think about. I don't want to, I don't want to be a Kansas basketball fan where Bill Self is not the coach, but you want to talk therapy B term. We're getting older and Bill Self's not going to be our coach forever. And that We're sucks. You know what sucks uh, about getting old? It does. Um, I get more stressed about Bill Self getting old than I get about my own self getting old. No problem. And I hate saying this, but like, what if this? Like, what if this? I'm gonna have a mental breakdown if we like. I'm just. What if this was like our last chance to get Bill to coach next weekend? Was beating Arkansas. I mean, it's dude, not, it's a discussion, it's and not. we're gonna talk about it on a future pod. I, like, I'm not, I'm not like gonna. He have really that has nothing to prove until, it's, until there is significant, like smoke behind that fire that Bill Self might not be coaching next year. I'm not gonna think about that for one second because that's just gonna torture no. all of us. I agree. Gonna, we, don't be, we, we don't need to put our listeners. We we have had listeners. so many bad what ifs. What if I'll you cry. beat Oregon and Kansas City? What if you beat Northern Iowa in a bracket that's busted? What if you beat VCU in a Final Four that's dog shit? We have a lot of those, none of which would be bigger than the one that we just saw on Saturday if that ends up being the case. So I'm not going to think about it until it's fact. <sighs> yeah, I, I got sick to my stomach just thinking about it. One point. One point loss. All right. Um, but yeah. let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Can I ask one question? Is yeah. it 
obviously Jalen made a bigger impact on KU than McCuller or Grady, but it does feel weirder when these early and random losses happen in the tournament and the season just suddenly ends. It feels like I always say I want to see more Grady. I want to see more McCuller, even though Jalen's the better player. And if Jalen wants, he's not. But if he does, like, I would be ecstatic if he did. But, like, with yeah. Grady, it feels like, dude, I, I remember texting you guys watching Late Night on the feed that they had on their app, which stunk, and they couldn't play, like, the video. And, like, I, that, felt, that feels like yesterday. We hadn't seen Grady Dick play a game before then. You snap yeah. your finger and 40 games are down the road. It's over. And he's and just, he's over, and you feel like done. there's he's so much all. left that you could have got from him. Not that yeah. he was a disappointment, but you just, you know how good he's going to be. And it just sucks that you didn't get a Grady Dick moment in March. You didn't get a Grady Dick Big 12 championship game in Kansas City moment that like, what, staggers a game. What's Grady what? Dick's best moment as a Jayhawk? I think it's Duke. I really do. That takeover he had in the final. Three minutes, two minutes uh, against Duke with the catch lob, the the three. Man. I mean, he was the the thing that made Grady Dick frustrating, and I teams really figured out how to take him out of the game. Yeah. And it's tough when you're 19 years old, and he's gonna get way better. He's gonna get way stronger. He was an absolute star. Go ahead, AB. <laughs> Look, I don't believe this is gonna happen, but. Now that you can get paid significant amounts of money in college basketball, is there any argument that he's he's projected a top 10 pick right now? So I don't think he's going to come back. But can't you make the argument and be like, look at the roster next year, dude. Like Jalen's gone. McCullers gone. It's going to be Dewan Harris running the show. You be the guy. You go out, learn how to be the guy, learn how to create your own shot. Can't you make the argument that like that's going to help him more than the extra couple million dollars he's going to make in the NBA this that's- year? Like, just from a that basketball is, point, like he's gonna, he could make half a million dollars next year if he came back, and like dude, that's he's never that's gonna the, learn how to be the guy in the NBA if he's the eighth man off the bench as a lottery pick. It's crazy because I don't know exact numbers, but like Grady Dick is making, from what I've heard, yeah. a ton of money. Like not money. not not two hundred, like a lot of money. Like fu money for a college kid, fu money for an adult, like a working. 50-year-old adult. Like, he's making tons of money. Now, like you said, being a top 10, you just you can't say no to a top 10 pick. The signing bonus alone will be more than he'll make in NIL. The guaranteed money, you, you have to think about the injury side of it, which is just the problem. Or you think about the side of right now he's a lottery pick and kind of got to just blend in this year with this team. What if you do come back and you can't be the guy? What if – what if it doesn't yeah. work out? Now he's like, and then, um, or he come back and move up to five or six. Like, is it really that big of a difference? No, but now, but it's, yeah. it's it's not really but, like a financially driven thing. It's like, can you put yourself in a position to prove that you can take over a game by yourself if you need to with all that talent? Like we've seen Jalen and Ochai do it. They don't have as much talent as Grady Dick. If he just like gets that instinct to just go kill a team and can put up thirty and can create his own shot and not be so just reliant on his man sagging off while he's waiting in the corner and getting a pass from whoever's driving the lane. And then it gets financial because he's like, okay, you have a good first four years. Yeah, that was all guaranteed. But you're like, all right, let's go get that second deal. Let's see if we can get a max like Andrew Wiggins. None of us think Andrew Wiggins is awesome, but everyone gets maxes nowadays in the NBA. So that's kind of like 
if I was truly like, and I know the coaches don't do this, they're looking out for what's best for Grady. If I was truly trying to convince him to come back to school, I don't know that that's the worst argument in the world for him. Now, I don't know that's if it'd good. work if they it, try, they're not going to do it. So it doesn't matter. It's a moot point. But I was thinking about that yeah. last night while trying to go to sleep. Like, you can make it, the argument that it's better for him and yeah. you can make that for anybody. But, like, I don't know. I mean, it's different now than it ever has been. He's just in like that. If he was in the range of like 20 to 30 in the first round, yeah. I think I think the argument can be made. But being a I mean, he has not moved out of the lottery all year. Like he's just stayed mm-hmm. there. That's the goal. You come in as a freshman. If you're projected lottery pick, you stay there. You want to play well enough to stay as a lottery pick. And I think unfortunately, he's just it's kind of where like even CB, like his decision. He, I guess, was in the 20 to 30 range, but it was a little different because I think CB had kind of proven what he was. He's that well, yeah, guy. If, he won if the championship. Lost, he would have come yeah. back, I think. So, like, yeah, it's, I don't know. So, it's just, I think he has to go. I think a lot of fans are hopeful he'll be back because of the NIL stuff. I mean, you just go to his Instagram page, you can see that guy's making, <laughs> that guy's getting paid. But the NBA is the ultimate goal for all these guys at the end of the day. Um, Does it change and, anything that he's from Wichita? I do. I was going to say that. I think there is a there is an aspect of it where like his dream. You you said it, AB. It seems like just a week ago we were watching him on late night. Now it's over. He's gone. And for him, that's probably how it feels too. Like he's had this mm-hmm. dream forever to play for Kansas. Snap of the fingers, it's over. The first weekend you're out. I'm sure. I'm sure deep down he wants to come back. Think about it. Think about he having. Does. Think about having a million dollars at age 19, being at KU. Imagine how much money we'd have spent at the hot. <laughs> Imagine dollar night, man. Yeah. Like it's, but at the end of the day, if he's trying to set up generational wealth and, you know, just a forever setting up his family, you go when you're a lottery pick. You, you just do. I'm, I'm trying to think of who didn't. Harrison Barnes, I think came back when he was a projected top 10 pick. It didn't really matter that much. I think he still went top 10 and obviously had a solid career, but I don't know. Mm Yeah, started that um, OU game. Yeah, dude, I bet. Forget. I know. I guarantee he's hurting and kicking himself. I mean, just wishing he would have done more. I mean, everyone is. He's diehard KU fan. His family is. He grew up in Wichita, like you said. So yeah, I, it sucks, man. With the one and duns that just obviously he was good, but they just don't get to make their mark. Like yeah. Macklemore was good. Um, I don't. I, Josh Jackson. Jackson was good. We still talk about him. I know there's been five stars that really like Ubre. Like they show his highlights at the Fieldhouse, and we get a little excited, but just obviously tough to fall in love with. There's not an Ubre moment Grady. you think about. And, man, at one point I just thought March could be the month for him, and I know we kind of talked about him shying away or disappearing at some points this year. And I just Howard, he looked really good, and then. Yesterday he came out, played really aggressive, was looking to score on multiple levels. And I know he hit a three in the second half where he was talking shit with some energy. I was like, okay. And then just didn't really get him involved at all in the second half. And yeah. And then now I don't like, what's his legacy at KU? Obviously we got the dick jokes and. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he'll always be, I think one of the best one and dones we've ever had. Like, Absolutely up there with Jackson Wiggins and, and I mean Sheck, better than Ubre. He's Sheck Diallo. certainly better than Sheck Diallo. Uh, oh my god, we've had some wild him. Blasts. I would take 
Yeah, Sheck, um, Billy Preston's up there too, and then <laughs> Cliffy, Cl- Cliff, yeah, Cliff, the guy. yeah. future, future guests. Like pod. even think about. I guess this one's probably one of our first ones in throwback. Xavier, like, do we talk about? He's him a guy that I. Him? He would have been so good, and he said it. He's been quoted in the book being like, "I wish I would have come back," but again. He was a lot. He was right on that brink that Grady's on. Like your lottery pick, your top twenty pick, top fifteen pick. You go. You just have to. Your family's going to tell you to go. What? Grady back? Why? Because obviously. <laughs> well, no. I thought I, you like I, saw I a tweet you, or something. Jesus. Yeah, don't do that. I thought Xavier, or I'm sure Xavier's bank account at the end of the. Even though to to AB's point, Xavier never got good enough to get like a a big contract, which I feel like he could have, but I think injuries kind of killed him too. But he is just a weird one to think about. He was awesome. He was really good, but kind of similar year to Grady. Had his moments, but would just disappear too. That was weird. And we said it, oh man, I love him. And he's going to make a ton of money. It just feels like we almost kind of knew this was coming with the offense. And we worried that it would come in a big game like late in the game where the offense just kind of stalls don't get good looks and if our Arkansas's defense really turned it up late and we weren't getting good looks at all I know I remember you talked about Dewan's layup earlier where he didn't hit the rim but we just had a feeling that we were nervous that Grady would just kind of disappear and it's not a knock on him I mean we're not hating on the guy at all but it happened against Arkansas and we just worried about that all year about Jalen kind of having to take over. And I know I texted Rye about this earlier, A.B., but Jay Will only had nine shot attempts yesterday. And just looking yeah. at his box scores, like every game since March or whenever, he's had like 16-plus, and it just felt like they didn't get him going in the second half much at all. Which at a certain point with Grady and Jalen, like I think Norm even said it, we had to get – we needed to get Grady more involved. We needed to run more action for him, and we just, just didn't. Um, but, yeah. It is what it is. I'm ready for this episode to be over. As JB said, it just gets you more you more frustrated as you talk through it. But at the end of the day, it was a fun year. We the I hated how the last two I mean, you think back to just the Wednesday before the Big Twelve tournament, before the Bill Self news happened, the hopes we had for this season and to think that that happens. And here we are, Sunday night, heading to the Sweet Sixteen, it's all over happened quick it sucks couldn't have really ended any worse um but we'll be fine the good news about being a kansas basketball fan is you're going to be back again and again and again and again and again and we're going to see more national titles and we're going to see more final fours and it's okay we will be okay two notes very quick one i can't believe we let arkansas in both of our seasons that's very upsetting um two i the the I, it's kind of like it made it harder, but it made it easier too. Like my two teams that I, especially right now, given how good they are, Chiefs and KU basketball, we haven't seen either of them lose like a season-ending game since January of last year. We've seen them win like championship, championship. Like I, I, I did just... not miss that feeling. But again, it was like that helped a little bit too. Like. Uh, well, I root for teams. Maybe the two teams I'm biggest fans of both won a championship in the last 12 months. So maybe I shouldn't cry about it and just be like, you know what? I'm good for the next five years. But Boys, it's not we that would easy be, in the moment ever. 
We would be very depressed tonight if they didn't win it last year, and we would have been all in on them winning it all this year, and Bill getting a second ring. It would have sucked. It'd be the end I, of the pod. I did not think I could be in a darker – I mean, 2017 Oregon put me in one of the most – that was a loss that I, – I think I just sat in my room in pure darkness. <laughs> like, didn't look at my phone, didn't watch the tournament, didn't watch a lick of that tournament the rest of the way. Like, that loss stung. If we lost last year to Carolina and then had this happen this year, oh, my. I really do think I would have quit this podcast. I would have had to have been like, I can't talk about this sport anymore. <laughs> People forget we were down 15 at halftime in the national championship game. And we're still the national champs. But But that's why, at the end of the day, why we come back is because of those moments. And we will Mm -hmm. have another moment. I don't know if it's next year, but we will. And that's the best part about being a Kansas fan. Okay. um, I know we got to get out of here, but just I want to bring up this hypothetical again. Red pill, blue pill. Red pill, KU automatically goes to the championship game this year and Bill self-retires. Blue pill, five years of Bill Self, regardless of what happens this year. You guys still taking the blue? You guys both said five more years of Bill Self, but again, would you rather that or be in the championship game right now and play it out? Championship. It's so hard to get there. So I think this was a there. bit – it humbled us a lot because, you know, we just won the natty and we're all high and mighty. Like, let's just fucking do that again. That wasn't that bad. You know, it's break so breaks. Let's go do it. It's impossible. Five And, wins. I mean – because what are they all? Obviously, we're going to be a one, two, or three over those five years. But what are the odds he gets to one? Like, what are you? But even so the statistically, statistically, from 08 to 22, we made three national titles. That's 14 years. What about uh, 09 some, to 21? A math guy out there, let me know. Um, <laughs> what about 09 to 21? <laughs> you made one, Natty. I don't I never know. Never had a shot yeah. in that one either. I think, yeah, I mean, at this point, uh, why'd you bring this up, A.B.? I don't want to get into this. But, like, at this point, I'm I'm starting to see the light of the Bill Self era ending. And so no. I do want any national – like, I want any shot at a national title we can get. If Bill's only here two more years, well, no. In your scenario, Bill's done. So, but, yeah, I, I think I would take now – it is interesting how this has all been put into perspective. I think I would take the national title because I think it's possible, you know, if Bill – but in the other scenario, we get five more years of them, and I'm, like, convinced we get there in the next five years. I don't know. It's tough. But, like you said, national title games are so hard to get to. It takes so much luck. That's what we learned about this tournament. Last year, luck, everything went our way. This year, nothing did. And that's how stupid this amazing tournament that we love deeply is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Can you imagine the pod when Bill officially retires? Can you imagine that 15 seeds have made more second weekends than KU has in the last three years? <laughs> I hate you. All right, I'm wrapping it up. We want a national title. Shut your mouth, AP. <laughs> Literally shut your mouth. All right, Sorry. that's it. Shouts to Princeton. Beat season. Mizzou, baby. Thank you all for listening all season. We'll be back. We got a big offseason coming. Transfer portal. I'm going to be obsessed with the transfer portal. Marcus Adams Jr. on that portal. Marcus Adam, Adams Jr. is coming early. Uh, we're going to be fine. We're going to be back. That's you said Mark it. Adams is going to be our next coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Thank you for listening, Rock Chalk. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. 
Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.